Was it because I had a headphone right here? No, you had no lights on. Oh my gosh, are you serious? Yeah, you have your lights on. Do you have your driver's license? Yes, oh my god. Sorry, yes, I do. supposed to use this one for our uh, in-person our in-person interview with um, I, I should I, I should leave our guest yeah. unnamed just yeah. in case right but shout out to him and congratulations on his new baby yeah definitely yeah. all right so we're doing something a little bit different so we're actually in our car right now we just played basketball mm -hmm. um, John hooked it up with a uh, pretty much a weekly game. Um, you can't go weekly. Nope. Uh, but it's a it's a weekly game, and it's pretty cool because like we're old enough now that we have connects. Yeah. With uh, with people who actually have gym access, right? Mm -hmm. So this is your this is your friend who is what a principal? Principal at the school. Yeah. It's a middle school. Yep. We'll leave this one unnamed also, yep. but um, good people. Lots of fun to play with. I had a terrible game today. It's okay. I was about. I almost tripped over uh, myself on an open lane layup. But you made it though, right? No, that was the one I um, I got blocked by the rim. Oh, yeah. I had a terrible game. But I will say that uh, I will chalk it up to rust because it's been a while since. Oh, well, actually, I don't know where I'm going. So uh, we are we're super hungry. So we're probably gonna go get some food right now. Just keep going. Forward. Okay, I'll go this way. You want to do intros? Um, yeah. I'm John. <laughs> I'm Father to Malcolm. He's two years old, and I'm excited to talk about his day yesterday. Yesterday was Halloween, and he and I, I don't know anything. All, all my quirks are out there. I'm Anton. I am father to Ginny, who is going to be five in December, and Ellis, who is also two years old, and also very excited to talk about uh, Halloween activities uh, that happened yesterday. Um, if you're just catching us now, uh, it sounds a little bit different because this is uh, for the first time since our very first episode, an in-person recording. Um, and, you know, I think we're doing this because we, over the past, well, certainly since the last recording, uh, have had a tough time just with scheduling. Yep. Um, work? Usually, yeah, with work. We usually record pretty late. Uh, um, traveling over some train tracks that's a hint for where we are ha 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 Nebraska is really beautiful at night just by the way <laughs> um, also I should say that we want to welcome you to the Papa Culture podcast 
Uh, we, John and I, are friends. Uh-oh, should, oh, am I going bad. this way? I guess so. I guess we're going this way. Oh, they blocked it off anyway. Oh, okay. That's, uh, I think I know where we are. Wait, do yeah. I know where we are? Well, if you went forward all the way over there, then you would have hit 19th. You could hit 19th over here, too. Yeah, okay, cool. Ha! Huh. Maybe we'll, we, maybe we'll bleep that out. I don't know. We, we can say we're probably in San Francisco right now. That's, that's <laughs> fine. Um, anyway, yeah, so... Uh, John and I have been friends for over 20 years. We spend our time on this podcast talking about uh, the stuff that we... Oh, no left turn. We spend our time uh, talking about uh, really the stuff that we like. Mm -hmm. Mainly TV, movies, entertainment. Um, But we also look at it from kind of the lens of fatherhood, right? Like... For example, do we still enjoy the things that we used to now that we're dads? Uh, I've been a dad for uh, almost five years now. John, two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we have thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to just go into Halloween right now? Yeah, let's jump into it. Cool. So what did you guys do? We So we live a block away from a street that's pretty well known in Oakland to do up. Halloween really well, like for families. Uh, we've been to their, th- this is our third year in a row. So Malcolm, this is Malcolm's third Halloween. Um, and we go to our friend's house, um, Hung's former boss and mentor, current mentor. And so they host the Halloween there because they have grandkids and then their, um, their, their kids, friends' kids are there. So it's just a big party. Um, so that's where we went. It was a two-minute walk from our house, a five-minute walk home because it's uphill. And we had a lot more fun this year. We always have fun, but it's a different kind of fun this year because Malcolm was much more aware of everything. And since that neighborhood is really into Holly Halloween, when I took Malcolm on a walk a couple of weeks ago and some of the decorations were up already and he was really into it. He was into this ghosts and spiders and like really into it like enjoying it yeah. or oh okay. Because every time we would walk it's a skeleton, pumpkin. I wanna see the the ghosts. I wanna see the spider. Oh awesome. You have a two year old that can talk. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> um we plant, you know, music and I'm just kidding. <laughs> he gets out. He talks a lot. He's amazing, um, amazingly sharp. But yeah, so it was a lot of fun. And then we there was dragons that had been put up okay. recently that we dro- drove by. And the past week, he's he's been wanting to see the dragons, and then he finally got a chance to see them up close, um, sort of at dusk. So it was a little bit dimmer. The sunlight was still out, but it was a lot of fun. And he was dressed up as Max from Where the Wild Things Are. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, and you were the one that made the costume, right? We It was a team effort. Oh, okay. Cool. I mean, we decided on it uh, because at, at daycare, they read a book. They have a monthly book. Okay. So this book happens... This What's month is um, Where the Wild Things Are. So I... We asked Malcolm earlier in this month, Malcolm, what do you want to wear for Halloween? Or what, what costume do you want to wear? 
he might have said Max, or we asked Max, do you want to dress up like Max? And then ever since then, he had it in his head that he wanted to be Max. Well, so he knows that during Halloween, you wear a costume. I don't think he knows, yeah, I don't think he knows what Halloween is, but when we were talking about costume or wearing mm. something or dressing up like someone. Okay. It was He's in his head, it. I said Max. Oh, okay. And so that was exciting that he was into it and really, um, yeah, played into it. Yeah, yeah. And so Hung and I tried to, we, we went online to see how different ways to put together the costume. Uh-huh. So the, the main thing is that the, it's a, we... We bought a hooded, footed pajama, a white pajama. Yeah. And then we just cut off the feet. Cut off the feet. And then we had to make the crown. And luckily we already had a tail that was perfect for it. Because oh, nice. one of our friends, Noelle, and um, her daughter, Kinsey, had this, uh, this tail that she gave to Malcolm last time we visited um, Pasadena. It just so happened to be perfect. Like when you look at the book and you look at the tail, it's, it's exactly all, like exactly and, like nice. the color is perfect for the costume. So we'd have to make that, and then so we just had to make the the crown and the buttons and stuff. So it was definitely a team effort. Well, so uh, how did the so you guys are dressed up? You kind of did you go trick or treating? We did. We we by the time we got to the house the. The contingent of the parents with the kids had already walked. They were just five, three houses up, so we just caught up with them. Okay, okay. So the, Malcolm got to go to grab candy from like three or four people. Yeah. There's one kid that was really um, sweet. She maybe is like seven or eight, and she um, knelt down for him and gave him a candy like directly. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, I have a good picture of it. I can post it. Um, I don't know who that kid's mom is, so sorry. But, um, <laughs> but it was a really cute picture. So he got to grab some candy. He only had one bag of candy, and it was the first one. It was an M&M, &M, which he was calling eggs. We open it, she, he's like, egg, egg. Because <laughs> I think, I guess they look like eggs some of the other books so yeah it was you know, we just kept all the other candy away or just gave it back somewhere we party pooped them what did you guys do? so we so I, I guess I should start this story with what our original plan was for Halloween right? Mm -hmm. we, we ended up going trick or treat uh, trick or treating uh, the last couple of years, we've just kind of gone to the malls. Uh, this year, we were kind of looking for, you know, some other families to maybe try and go trick-or-treating with. Yeah. But, um, you know, where we live, there aren't, you know, we don't have a ton of super close friends with kids are that age to, to kind of go, right? right. Um so we had this plan a few months ago where we were thinking about uh, what our costumes were going to be and we were going to do a family costume mm -hmm. and we were like hey let's all go as uh, different Fortnite skins hmm. you know so this was a period of time where Jeannie was watching a lot of like the Fortnite dance challenge videos so she was trying to learn all the dances she was playing um, Fortnite herself 
FYI, she's uh, four and a half and playing Fortnite. And um, yeah, I let her. Placing I let her. and placing really well sometimes. Yeah, but she only plays as well because she uh, somehow avoids <laughs> conflict. And <laughs> so the, the storm just keeps getting smaller and she just happens to uh, find herself in a spot where no one no one else is so they can uh, they can't eliminate her until uh, until the very end she's placed like number four I would have been pissed except I placed number three once so <laughs> anyway uh, so we had picked all of the costumes you know I think Ginny wanted to be like the teddy bear. I was going to be this one. I don't even know what it's called, but like it was crazy mask. And it's the guy with like the, the hoodie and this crazy mask. And Gin, uh, Ellis was going to be something. And Tess was going to be something. It was, it was going to be rad. Super duper rad. But then Ginny was like, no, I want to be My Little Pony. And we're like, what? But don't you want to be Fortnite? She's like... Uh, I want to be My Little Pony. So, she ended up wanting to be Twilight Sparkle. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're like, well, what's Ellis going to be? You know, that's typically a show for girls. And what's Ellis going to be? Well, we can't really just... We wanted it to be like a themed costume. Because, yeah. you know, last year... Well, that's what parents do, man. Like, you have kids, you dress up in themed costumes. Right. Um, I have a question for you, actually, a little bit later about okay. that. But anyway, um, so he ended up being Spike, which is a boy dragon. And that character is uh, supposedly Twilight Sparkle's servant. <laughs> so, Tess, well. bless her heart. Um, she made the costumes... Uh, she found a pattern, she, you know, she did it all, um, and that whole week leading up to Halloween, she was up till 4 a.m., and, um, it was rough for me, actually, because usually we take, we each take a kid to put them down to bed, Yeah. but now I had to do both. kind of both, and that was, uh, brutal! Did she use the sewing machine and all that stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. Sewing machine, um... She had to buy, like, a, whatever it is that you use to stuff animals with, right? Like, all that stuff, so. Cocaine, um, baggies. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was awesome. It was, uh, it turned out really well. Uh, and she also did last year's costume. So, that's kind of the thing, you know. Um, so, anyway, she was dressed up as Twilight Sparkle. Ellis was dressed up as uh, Spike, and uh, thankfully there were a lot of events to go to this this year. Like there were school school events where she could wear her costumes, um, daycare, a couple of parties, mm -hmm. and the actual event. Yeah. You know the actual trick or treating. Yeah. And for trick or treating, we went to Millbrae. Apparently, there's like the super popular street. That apparently gets like super busy, mm -hmm. but luckily we got in at like five. Yeah. We did basically one lap of that street, and it was already off the hizzy, like, right? Super right, crowded. Right. I think I read about that. I was googling well-known 
Halloween neighborhoods in the Bay. Yeah. And I think I read about that one in Millbrae. Yeah. So we did Millbrae. We we left and then we went to a place in South San Francisco, which was also super popping. Hmm. Which right. where? Um, Chestnut Estates or something. Chestnut. Where's Chestnut? Hey. Hey. How's it going? Good. Thank you. How can I help you? Do you know what you want? Yeah, uh. No. Go ahead. Can I get a uh, number one? Would you mm. like onions on that? No onions. Okay. What's your drink? Uh, Coke, please. Okay. Oh, I might get a number two. Would you like onions on that? Take it animal style. Animal style? Yep. And what to drink? Uh, Diet Coke. Alright. I think that'll be it. Yes. Okay, will you guys be eating in the car? Yes. Yes. Alright, that's going to be one cheeseburger animal style, one double-double, no onion, two fries, one Coke, and one Diet Coke. That's yep. $15.93 at the first window. Please. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I wonder where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> So it was uh, it was fun. Like you know, like Ginny is old enough now to you know trick or treat. Ellis was got super tired. He he just realizes that he goes up there and people give him candy. He doesn't know how to talk. Oh, that's funny. We were trying to tell him how to say trick or treat, but you know he doesn't know. Um, but he was into it. Uh, and then, God, man, how do I don't even know how to. You can't say no when they want the candy that they they earned. Yes. Quote unquote earned, right? right. So it was like Yeah, it was it was tough putting them to bed because like there was like sugar crash. Yeah. They wanted more. Well yeah. this is I'm I'm speaking specifically about Ellis, but he he was crashing hard from the sugar. He was tired from the you know, walking around yeah. and he wanted more candy and then we were saying no and we needed to bathe him and then yeah. he peed all over the floor. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was actually kind uh, of Oh man. Um a comedy of errors. You know. I wasn't even mad. I was just like this it is what it is, I man. Mean, yeah. What what do you do? Yeah. So I guess right now we're just waiting for our food at the uh, In-N-Out Burger. Yep. Yeah, so lots of themed costumes, which yeah. are awesome. Mm -hmm. Really cool. Yeah. Uh, how old do you think a kid needs to be where you have to let them pick what they want? Apparently it's four because we caved in and... Uh... Well, did I say this earlier? I. I thought out last year when we put him in the Frankenstein outfit, which was perfect because he was learning how to walk. All right. And then the first year we put him in a child's play outfit. He was Chucky. Yeah, yeah. That was a good one. I saw Chucky yesterday, actually. Oh, real? Yeah. I wish I could have frizzed it up better, but um, I thought last year that I would have at least one more year to put him in whatever I wanted. Yeah. And I guess I could have done it, but... He he was so bought into the idea that um, it's not like he was pressuring. He he just was just excited. Yeah. And then there was this other book actually that we we've been reading. Um, I forgot the author, but I'll bring it up later. But it the series is what do you do with something? What do you do with an idea? What do you do with a problem? What do you do with a chance? Yeah. And there was a kid in there. It looks Asian. The writer and the artist are both Asian, and um, there's we were reading that a lot like two weeks ago. Yeah, and 
when we were reading it a couple nights, he was like, he would point at the kid and say, Malcolm. Hmm. Malcolm. So, like, now, yeah, I could. So, I think my answer is for Malcolm, it's now. <laughs> like, it. I can't. I think he's going to be aware of Halloween, and we're going to ask him what he wants to dress up as. And, of course, we still have veto power, but <laughs> I think in terms of him enjoying it... Because, like, he basically wore that... He wanted to wear that... Okay, one. We're lucky that he's a kid that is down to wear hats, because we know that not all kids are down to wear hats. Yeah. So, we're lucky with, like, costuming. But he wore that costume pretty much from like 3.30 from daycare until around 6.30. Okay. And not like, and, and the um, the crown was off during the car ride, but that was a 15 minute car ride. So long answer to your question is I think at this point, I thought I was going to have another year. Because I was thinking maybe this year we'll put him in some kind of Keanu Reeves thing. Mm. Depending on what he looked like, depending on what his hair looked like. I think hair wise, he would only have been Neo or uh, um, Jack from uh, Speed, just because, <laughs> you know, we shaved it recently or faded yeah. it up recently. But next year, I think he's going to want to, whatever he's excited about, um, we'll still steer it to something that I think we'll hopefully enjoy making too. I saw some. Did you see any really good costumes this year? Um, for kids or just in general? Just in general. I had a personal favorite. There was a family pushing a, um, a baby and they were dressed up as um, as Tom Hanks' character in um, uh, A League of Their Own. They were basically in Rockford Peaches. <laughs> Rockford Peach. Oh, nice. I'm like, I have to take a picture of this when they walk by. <laughs> then I was like, Look at my tattoo. Okay, never mind. They walked off. That was a little creepy. Um, but that was cool. They dressed up the baby as one of the Rockford Peaches, too. Nice. Uh, I saw a family. We were at... Uh, we ate dinner after trick-or-treating last night, so we went out to eat, and then we saw... <coughs> excuse me. Actually, a family that... Um, Tess knew that they were all dressed up as different Michael Jacksons. Oh. So there was, uh, the wife was the white, <laughs> like the white V-neck with the open shirt with the hat and the, like the, mm -hmm. yes, the, the twirly things in, with yeah. the hair in the front. Then yeah. the, uh, the dad was the black pants, blue shirt, Michael Jackson with like the white belt. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, from uh, uh, the I think the kid was the beat it one, and I actually want to shout out uh, my buddy Alex um, from LA because he dressed up his son as Captain EO Michael Jackson <laughs> with the lights. Yeah, it was dope, oh. and I should post that also on the on Twitter or on the on Facebook, but. Um, and his sister as Janet Jackson, Rhythm Nation, 1840, in the, oh, nice. I was like, damn, man, that definitely it. deserved, like, got it. oh, you got it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. We do shout outs to our friends. Did you see Emery's costume? I did his see Emery's costume. Was, they were dope. It was, it was dope. They went as a Wizard of Oz, so his daughter was Dorothy, 
Um, his wife was the Wicked Witch of the West. Emery was the Tin Man. Um, I was a little disappointed because we didn't, we couldn't see Emery's muscles. <laughs> I know. How do you, how do you hide the, the gift of? So I have a hamburger, no tomato, grew onion pickles. A double double with no tomato, no onions. Uh, one regular fry, one animal fry. A large pink lemonade with the chocolate shake. No. No, that's not us. We just had like a, a number one and a number two. Excuse me? We just had like a number one and a number two. Oh, I'm sorry, there it is. There yeah, it is. yeah. So a cheeseburger animal, a double double, no onions. Yeah. Two fries, a medium Coke, and a medium Diet Coke. Yep. Yes. All right, I'm sorry about that. That's all good, okay. man. So for that, would be $15.93. Thank you, thank you. Man, this podcast is about to get like <laughs> super lit. If uh, you get any lit. Lab mats? Uh, yeah, sure. How many would you like? Two. We, we, hey, we got hey, the. Yo, Thanks, man. Thank you. It's just like our other uh, recordings. We hear the airplane over here. Oh, yeah. Now you know where we are right now. Alright, sir. Here you go. Thanks, man. Have a nice night. You too, man. Thank you. Um, We're just gonna leave that in, right? Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the body was found. <laughs> yeah, man, if they got my order wrong, I would have been like, <laughs> what? Would have stopped this car, pulled these headphones off, and. I just wonder what people are thinking when we both have headphones. Thank you. Thank you. And would you like any ketchup for spreads? Can I get. Can I get some two spreads? Get ketchup, please. And ketchup, too. Now the listeners know my... You know, your cheeseburger animals and double double, and then your two fries right here. Oh, well, thank you. There you go. Have a good night. Thank you. Now the listeners know my in and out order. I mean, not like you can change an order, really. Um, <laughs> all right, let me go find some parking, and then we can eat and finish this pod. Yep. Uh, yeah, so... Emery actually used straight-up spray paint. I mean, like, he planned this that out. Oh, so. yeah, definitely. Shout-out to him, man. Um, and, you know, actually, shout-out to them, because they have... Uh, been very good about their Halloweens. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go down that over here. Yep. Um, very good about Halloween this whole time. Um, That's funny. The sign says "In and Out Burger" has a symbol on it, but it says "No In and Out." No In and Out Park. That's a really um, conflicted messaging. Definitely. Okay. Let's see. I'm gonna stop. So we're back. I figured you guys didn't want to hear us eat eat the food. I, I, some of you might, so. We were just talking about. We were just talking about ASMR. Google it if you don't know what we're talking about, or maybe not. Maybe you don't want to. Yeah, it's. Uh, I would say it's probably it's safe for work. Definitely safe for work. But weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was definitely weird. Tess just texted me right now. Are you at Boston Market? I guess she did find my friends. 
No, we're not at Boston Market. We're at, um, I'm not gonna say the realtor because it might be the leprechaun. <laughs> Shout out Jennifer Aniston. Okay, so. I mean, that was basically our main topic. So do you wanna, do you wanna share kind of what you've been into lately? Sure. What have I been into? Well, we, we kind of have a subtopic, right? Because you, what you're going to talk about for what you're into. Oh, I guess we do. Yeah. yeah. So I, on the last pod, we were talking about how we were really into the insecure se- the season of in- of insecure. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, I had not caught up yet. So now the season's over. I've totally finished it and I love it yeah that show I've mentioned this before but it really makes me miss LA hmm um and you know what I will say that that show has kind of gotten me into R&B again yeah recent R&B recent R&B I have not been into R&B for like probably 20 years yeah um but for some reason uh I feel like the obviously R and B is gonna be uh, <clears throat> the tone of, or it's gonna it's gonna fit the tone of a of a black show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just like the show so much that I started like looking on Spotify and Apple Music for like the R and B playlists and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, but I guess going back to Insecure, I think you were saying in the last episode mm-hmm. that. You were really enjoying the the stretch of episodes, right? Yeah. They were like episode four, five, six or something. Around the ones around uh Coachella. Yeah. 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 Before and after. So what do you think about them? Uh, or like what resonated with you in terms of whether it's storytelling or yeah. the, the imagery or the look or whatever? I feel like we were saying like I, I know I didn't want to bring it up until you you caught up, but I felt like the episodes were all like significantly different in terms of how how they were shot and edited. Mm-hmm. And so there was a, a one episode we were talking about where um, Issa and her dude were walking, basically walking and talking through Inglewood, and. I just loved how, like, the dialogue was great, and then how they shot it, mm-hmm. going through the neighborhoods. Um, that's probably one of her most, actually, like, legitimate, inti- most intimate experiences with in a relationship, right? Like, yeah. she's she's um, had physical intimacy with various people, right? But, like, right. That walk and talk was. And which they did on purpose, right? I mean, jumping right. into a pool afterwards. Um, but um, I like that. I'm trying to recall some of the other shows, but I feel like they... Oh! There was that episode where um, she was waiting for him to call back because he ghosted her. Yeah. You know, and like he, she was going back and forth through dreams and a countdown and talking to herself and then what I really like this year is they really like I felt like they really called back to the first season 
mm-hmm. and not so much of um, what's his name the Lawrence Lawrence but yeah. like her yeah like her rapping in the rapping into um, the mirror or rapping in her daydream sequences mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to the point Nick in, in this season she was actually like getting real with herself like the rapping before was to hype herself up or to to vent about something and then this time like when she's looking into the mirror she actually has to reflect on herself mm-hmm. so like the most growth that she's had um in I think the last three seasons or in the in all of the seasons yeah definitely so I think your point about the show looking different yeah lends itself to the fact that let me let me rephrase so <clears throat> the fact that the the show is seemingly looking looking different and edited different correlates to the characters and kind of their growth right mm-hmm. like i don't even remember seeing molly's apartment mm-hmm. uh this season um she was in a workplace, yeah. which was uh, which was different, and I really like the kind of where they kind of left all the characters. Right, they're mm-hmm. all in kind of a state of flux. Yeah, um, all going through some things, and you know the the Coachella episode was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, because it kind of like brought to light that they're all changing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they also brought Lawrence back, which was a nice thing. I mean, did you ever watch the kind of the end of the episode kind of uh, discussions? I I started to. I think I'm not sure which episode it was, but I really love them. Yeah, no, they're yeah. great. And in the beginning, in the first few episodes, they had mentioned Lawrence. And they were just saying, like, you know, in life, sometimes that just happens, right? Like, there's someone that has been such a big part of your life, and then they're gone. So there was, in the beginning, there's really no need to check in on Lawrence. And I actually thought he was going to be gone for the entire season. Yeah, we did too. Um... So then when he shows up, it was uh, such a kind of like funny time yeah. too, right? Yeah. Um, but that's how life is though. Yeah. I kind of, I knew it. I kind of felt it. Because I felt like her going through a convenience store, mm-hmm. like shopping for whatever she was shopping for, to me it was like kind of a callback to the first episode, you know, when she was shopping for underwear and whatever oh right right because she didn't want to go back and it was like when that when she was doing that yeah I'm yeah. like Lawrence is gonna pop up because I because I really I didn't catch felt, that but yeah, yeah that's that's a good point great <laughs> yeah. show yeah. great show great yeah. show What about the, um, you were talking, this isn't about insecure or anything, but you were talking about, uh, listening to, last time I was talking about, like, I was going back and listening to, oh, yeah, albums and listening 
to them the whole way through. For me, I was just going back to the old classics that I may or may not have listened to. Yeah, so this is kind of part of just kind of getting back into R&B again, right? So... So in addition to listening to some playlists, I used kind of that as my uh, source for, oh, let me look for new artists that I'm not familiar with and search for them, listening to and listen to their albums. And I kind of got inspired by what you were saying about how you would listen to albums, you know, uh, all the way through and just to kind of refresh yourself or uh, uh, of that album. Uh, so I kind of started doing the same thing. Uh, the first one I probably listened to was um, uh, Eminem's Kamikaze. I've never been an Eminem guy, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, surely I appreciate what he means to hip-hop and uh, and rap. But I ended up watching... I, for some reason, went on this YouTube rabbit hole. And I watched this interview that he did with Sway. Mm-hmm. Um, recent? Yeah, pretty recent. Okay. It talks about like the the Machine Gun Kelly beef, mm. and it was really right before, or it was right after the Kamikaze album came out, I think, right? Okay. Um, so anyway, I'm coming in. I I list. I watched this interview. Some of the people he mentions, I didn't even know all like this, all the. Twitter beefs he had or, or whatever or who, whoever he was calling out on his songs and I was like okay let me let me listen to that so I listened to it um, I mean that guy that guy's a very talented super talented yeah um, not really my style I don't you know right. I don't think I really need to listen to uh, to any more of that but <clears throat> And then, uh... Definitely has skills. What's that? Definitely has skills. Yeah. And, you know, I think it was more interesting just kind of hearing him talk. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been 20 years since he's been in the game, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and seeing how he's matured and um, how he's changed, how he's the same. That was all kind of interesting to me. Right. You know, I was definitely... Uh, way more compelled uh, by that interview with Sway. Right. Um, and then I I listened to the the Carters album. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, LMI was the one of the R and B artists that I found. All right. That was a pretty good album. I hear good things or interesting things actually yeah um some of the I mean some of some R&B lyrics are weird <laughs> yeah and, and this was not a, no exception uh but it was cool I, you know again it was like trying to familiarize myself with more new music I don't really know why right. like you know we're old enough now that we're like, oh, we like what we like. But, right. Um, it's still nice to kind of hear other stuff, though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but I did listen to Missy Elliott's first album. And I, you know, now that I think about it, I don't think I've ever listened to that whole album all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that that album still knocks dude like Mm -hmm. yeah and for some reason I thought Missy Elliott came out like in maybe 95 but that came out in 97 Mm -hmm. mhm yeah cause Timbaland yeah that came out when I was in college already like Pony and Genuine yeah 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 and that it was actually pretty cool listening because you hear you hear what he does with Aaliyah mm-hmm. you know and then you can hear what he does with Genuine mm-hmm. and then you're like okay so he's using the same elements yeah you know um, and then for some reason I started to hear things that I never heard before not like that I didn't notice before yeah like crickets <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah like I was like oh dude there's like cricket loop looping in here and then there's like um cause for some reason in, like when you hear um are you that somebody with uh, yeah. Aaliyah yeah. like you hear the baby yes you know like it's super clear yeah um but I think in uh in the Super Duper Fly album, it's yeah. a little bit more muted. <laughs> you know, like it, it's yeah. not as it's not as prevalent. Yeah, the, those like funny samples, but it was fun. It was fun to kind of listen to that one again. Um, Did you listen to it with headphones or in the car? It was in the in this car mm-hmm. uh, with the Harman Kardon sound system. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's that's why you heard the, the crickets this time. Yeah, definitely. Because you were listening to it before in, I don't know, a car or whatever you are listening to back then with not Harmon Carden. That's a loud, loud plane flying right over us right now. That's the plane in the Philippines. No, it's too early. Uh, that's probably the red-eyed at New York <laughs> or the East Coast or something. Uh, I listened to one album full. Actually, no, I listened to a couple full albums recently, but I can't remember um, the name of one. It's the one of them is the newest one from Bamboo, mm-hmm. um, and that's always he's always interesting to listen to because there's always concepts to to think about. Uh huh. And then. The other one um, was from Odyssey from 2016 at Wasta, I think is the name. And I just quick listened to that yesterday, and that was really good. But the one album I was kind of, I, I went back to, like going back to my theme of listening to old albums from way back when and seeing how they hit. Yeah. And back then, I didn't actually listen to the whole album. I probably listened to it to kind of check it out, but I wasn't really feeling it. Yeah. Um is Saphir Boxcar Sessions mm. you ever listen to it Mm-mm. you ever listen to anything from Saphir other than like his collab collaborations with like Exhibit or Rest no or not really not really um so you know he he's West Oakland rapper when he came out he actually his his first single release I think if I think it was his first one um actually played on M- Yo MTV Raps so there was some level of like 
uh, label marketing for him. Mm-hmm. But the thing was, he was so his style was offbeat, like staccato offbeat. Like, hmm. but the thing is, he could rap on key, uh, on beat, like with a flow if he wanted to, right? Yeah, because he had a. He was on Common, not Common, um, Casual's first album, Fear Itself. Okay. And this, like, little short interlude where he um, was just, it was called Talking Shit. And so he was talking shit for a little bit, and then he just went into the, the beat. It was, like, the sickest flow, right? But then what he was doing on his own premiere, like, uh, album was doing offbeat stuff, right? And then the production on that, a lot of it was, uh, this was before West Coast, before he was doing more, um, funk-driven stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, still jazzy. Oh. And I'm like, man, this guy, I appreciated him back then, and in particular songs, but I didn't appreciate the whole album. Yeah. But listening to it again, I'm like, man, he was so ahead of his time. Um... Because his rhymes are all complex. Because he's he's rhyming off beat on purpose, but mm-hmm. he still hits each major beat. Right. You know. Yeah. He's not like we've heard rappers that rhyme badly, like Kanye, um, <laughs> who who force their rhyme into a beat. Right. Because right. they're kind of off beat. Yeah. But he's not doing that. He's forcing himself to rhyme off beat. But, you know, not forcing, but he can rhyme off beat and still stay on beat. Yeah, yeah. And then the beats on that album were just so good. So I actually, that one I I listened to two or three times in a row, walking around um, Oakland where, you know, between my offices. Yeah. I'm like, man, it's so good. That's about it. I've been super busy. haven't really watch anything oh um I've caught a few episodes of Kidding on Showtime with Jim Carrey Mm. directed by Michelle Gondry okay um that is also pretty good yeah it's a 30 minute show so it's uh it's pretty easily consumable um but I also bought Red Dead Redemption 2 <laughs> over the weekend, and I have not started it yet, so... Um, at some point, maybe this weekend, maybe tomorrow night, I'll be able to get into it. Um, I watched the first episode of Barry on HBO. Oh, yeah. It's pretty good. It is pretty good. Yeah. I need to finish that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hung and I were watching... Um, actually, you know, th- some things we're into, like, in terms of, like... Network stuff. Uh huh. Um. I was I I just randomly because I like uh, what's his face from um, SNL. Um. He's married to Colby Smulders. Colby Smulders. Taron Killam. Taron Killam, and particularly like his Jebediah um character, the whatever eighteen hundreds movie <laughs> um reviewer who's. Re- like hella rude right I love that character but anyways <laughs> he stars with Brad Garrett and um, some oh, other yeah. folks in this sitcom called Single Parents 
which is about a group of friends who become friends. A group of single parents that become friends. And the pilot, I thought the pilot was really funny. I watched it, and she thought it was funny too. And part partially, maybe it's more just out of it's it's. If I was not a parent, I probably I, I don't know if I would laugh at some of those things. Yeah. But like one of the jokes was one of the single moms opened up the door when like UPS brought something. Yeah. And she was instead of talking to the delivery guy, she was just singing Wheels on the Bus. <laughs> and I could internalize that because that's the that's the song I sing to Malcolm every night. Oh yeah, yeah. But like for her, it's like she's singing it like you know she's hella like tired and like she can't say anything else but sing this song because that's all it's she's she's singing. And then one part like some running joke in in that first uh, pilot episode was because um, Taron Killam is like kind of like this the dorky goofy um, hypersensitive dad. Yeah. Who, like will sing or whatever but then like there's this piece about and Brad Garrett's like the stone cold dad sure I can see that and then um, the joke was like that at Taron Killam's character would sing Moana to the to his daughter if she needed it and he'd know all the song right because as a dad who what of a kid that watches Moana you're gonna know all the songs <laughs> so that part was just like that's my life too so it's a, it's a little cheesy I'm like I don't even care I like it because I'm laughing at the it's, jokes because it, it speaks to me um, and then the other thing that we're, we've been watching is new is uh, a million little things on ABC it's another kind of like ensemble drama like a friend drama like, oh, that's a, uh, Grace Park. Grace Park's in that. How is she? Is she good? She has... The first few episodes, she didn't really have a big role. Yeah. And I learned from another podcast that this is Bruce. This is... Oh, they, um, they Call Me Bruce podcast. That she was actually brought in after the original test. Uh, the original actress in the test pilot. Oh, really? Um, what didn't really score well with the audience. Um, and so her character is more coming out now. It's like what fifth fifth episode. Um, and it's an interesting. It's an interesting show because the first two or three episodes, there's points of it where I'm like, I don't really feel this show, and then the points of it where like, wow, I really like that part. Um. It's, it's essentially about this group of friends that has to pick up the pieces when one of their friends commits suicide. Oh, dang. So it's pretty heavy. <clears throat> Super heavy. Um, but it's still, it's also a dramedy because they, they, they throw in some characters. I mean, some, some humor. Yeah, the like, funny thing yeah. is, like, you know, the, the core group is supposed to be revolving around these group of guy friends. But for me, at least through the first three four episodes I felt like their interactions were the worst part of the like, oh interesting like their chemistry was not there but the chemistry that each of those characters had like with their partners or like their friends partners or mm -hmm. their, um, mm -hmm. like there was they're all good 
but then they they're not good together. Oh, that's interesting. It's gotten better, but um, and then the other thing is hella random, but they have a very ABC kind of sound. What do you mean? It's just <laughs> I don't know. It's when they're talking, it's like you could pick up more like the little like um, I don't know. They're just like cracks or whatever. Some other, if, if it was a, if it was a Fox TV show or an NBC TV show, you wouldn't get that kind of like, it's like they amp up the, the, the dialogue that, in terms of sound, the dialogue that would be like, me and you were sitting right next to each other, we're just talking like this. Yeah, yeah. But it would kind of like carry some more noise. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I've I've definitely know that there are, like, ABC has a look for their sitcoms, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, um, or a look that they prefer. Yeah. So, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that show is also about. I mean, most some of the some of the some of the friends or the couples are parents, so they go through. whatever they're going through as um, parents or uncles or aunts. I think you should check out, if you can, check out uh, Kidding. Because he's a, he's a dad, too. Mm-hmm. And um, do you know much about that? No. I just knew that Jim Carrey came back to TV. <clears throat> yeah, so Jim Carrey, he plays uh, kind of a Mr. Rogers type character. Oh, right. right, right. Um so he has a kid show and it's it's basically him he loses his son mm-hmm. and he has to try and reconcile his own personal life with this character that he has to always play and be on all uh... the time right um, so as a father uh, you know as a dad it's like it's I'm only a few episodes in but it's like I don't want to say it like necessarily speaks to me but like yeah. thematically it like right. it's up my alley and it's also Michelle Gondry who is one of the most visionary directors you know directed Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which is probably my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you can see kind of his playfulness get exhibited, um, oh. you know, as he, as he does this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, it's a good cast, too. Like, Catherine Keener is in it. It plays his sister. Um, Judy Greer is in it. Frank Langella is in it, so cast is solid. Yeah. Uh, I just need to, again, find time to finish it. Kind of get get through it. <laughs> the foot. It's interesting you're talking about that because I feel like I feel like Jimmy Carey probably. I mean, that has to be autobiographical for him, right? I mean, not as a children's children's show host, but. Jim Carrey is always on. You know, like how Robin Williams is always on? Yeah, yeah. 
and that's like the the real the most interesting thing about like comedians is that that's like why so many of them are suffer from mental illnesses because their comedy is their but he's been you know he's been like out of that comedy world for a long time already though yeah but i feel like whenever he's made he's in public or if he's like his random interviews at on late night uh-huh like jim carrey never turns it off when he's on camera right and so I wonder how much he taps into himself when he has to represent that in the show. Like, in that character. That's true. That's true. Did you see the documentary when uh, he played Andy Kaufman in mm-hmm. Man? I saw a little bit of that, too. And that was kind of interesting. You know, like, there were reports of him... Of Jim Carrey being in character the whole time. Yeah. And then in this documentary, he speaks as if, like, he was channel, Like, he was, like, possessed by him. Right, right. And, I mean, I don't know. Like, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's like, man, you're, you're taking this acting stuff, like, real serious. Yeah. And shout out to actors because if, if they do whatever the process is, right. you know you respect it. But at some point, you're just yeah. wondering, like, <coughs> are you just fucking with us this yeah. whole time? You know? Um, well, that's that's his, that's his interviews, right? Like that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's if you true. don't, if you're not used to a Jim Carrey interview, you're going to be overwhelmed by him because you're not going to get a real interview out of him. Like you, you can ask a question and he's going to go all over the place, which is what like Robin Williams was really known for. Yeah, um, but like thinking about Heath Ledger and the Joker, like he put himself so much. He put so much of that in that kind of like. I mean, there's other things. Obviously, it's not just the Joker thing. But I always think about that actually with the wrestlers because they play this weekly character. And when they're signing autographs, they're signing the autograph of the wrestler. Right. Right. Nowadays, you know, more fans with social media, we, we know what's real. And I mean, if you're not eight years old, you'll know it's fake. Yeah. What? <laughs> but I've, I've made that joke a hell of a time already <laughs> on this podcast. But but yeah, like I always wonder like how much they are, they lose themselves because... When they go out, like, when actors go out and they sign their um, autograph, like, you know, we talked about BSG, when... Yeah. Um, what, Jamie Barber is signing an autograph at a Comic-Con. He's not signing as Apollo or Lee Adama. He's saying my real stage name. Right, right. But, like, for wrestlers, they're not signing it, um, you know, Bob whatever. They're signing it... Um, the rock or whatever you know yeah unless they wrestle they happen to wrestle in their real name which is really rare because unless they're part of a family so for them i wonder like how much they lose themselves in it because when they're in public they can't turn it off true yeah um Speaking of wrestling, are you... 
compared to I guess way back in the way back in the day like do you think that more wrestlers these days have had more success kind of transitioning into like legit TV and film than in the past like have you ever thought of like way back in the 80s like okay Hulk Hogan was able to get cast in movies like there's only a few. I mean, there was Rowdy, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Jesse the Body, Jesse yep. Ventura, right? Yeah. But I feel like these days there's a there seems like there's a definite path. Yeah. Is it just because WWE is so huge that it's just like uh, it's it's easy to sell like yeah to casting directors like hey we've got you know yeah. this guy. Yeah. has X million followers on Twitter yeah. and it can be like a marketing thing right yeah. like oh hey let's put let's put this wrestler for this you know yeah I think well WWE they created their own movie studio for a reason right as to sure, make money sure. elsewhere and now I mean in the 80s there were weekly shows too but it wasn't to the scale of what we have now yeah and so the wrestlers going up into the industry in the 90s grew up with the 80s seeing them, right? Yeah. And then the younger wrestlers that grew up in the early 2000s that are wrestling now. Right. They, there's kind of like a more global understanding of the business. Right. Because they've seen it, like, you know, with cable and with internet, like, they know everything. Yeah. And so, for the most part, having the ability to act is a big piece of, I mean, some of them are still not, are are horrible, but, like, some (laughs) of them handled that piece better because they know that they have to, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the 80s, it was mostly, like, the people who carried the weekly shows was going to be Hogan, Macho Man, and just random people like uh, on the microphone. Yeah. But now, for the most part, if you're going to last in the you in the industry, good. you have to be able to you have to be able to talk. And so they're being trained up for that now. Shout out to the guy dressed up as like Slim Jim Macho Man <laughs> yesterday, dude. It was um it's one of the first houses we went to. <laughs> And then, you know, we were trick-or-treating, and I was like, oh, yeah. But, yeah, nice it was choice. it was like Slim Jim Macho Man. I was like, yo. All right, let's see. Dad, moment. I was trying to figure out. Do you have one? Do you have one? Uh, yeah, I do. So, a few weeks ago, Ginny started a another school. So, she as you know, has been going to the local Parks and Rec preschool program two days a week to uh, two hours each day. Uh, But with my work schedule and to kind of help uh, relieve grandma, we decided to put her in uh, another preschool, kind of a kinder prep class on Monday, Wednesday, Friday mm-hmm. uh, when I can go to work. Um, 
So this is basically owned and operated by Genentech, Tessa's work. Mm. And, um, you know, subsidized, but still super expensive. But it's a really awesome facility. Yeah. Really nice teachers. Great curriculum. Really, really good. Uh, so she has probably... This is probably her second full week. Um, actually, her first full week there because she was sick last Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, this is the longest... Um, you know, she's in school for a longer period of time. Probably from like 9 to 5 or 9 to 6 or something like that. Or 10 yeah. to 6 or something. And, uh, you know... We've been getting some feedback from the teachers that, uh, you know, sometimes Jeannie gets sad mm. um, for one reason or another. Yeah. I think uh, at one point it was because a kid said something mm-hmm. that was, that she kind of took the wrong way. I don't think the kid was intentionally being mean. Yeah. Um, but she was just, Jeannie was just a little overly sensitive to that and was kind of sad. And then another another time where she also got sad. And then the teachers, you know, are really great. They're trying to check in with her, see if she wants to share why she's feeling upset. Uh, but Ginny doesn't like to do that. Yeah. She, uh, for some reason, doesn't like talking about her feelings. Um, Like, we know she's sad, and she knows she's sad, but she doesn't want to talk about it. She just usually will opt for taking some space, you know, and then uh, I think Tess will try and talk about it a little bit later uh, and and things like that. So, you know, I think this is not so much a dad moment, but like a parent moment, and it's just kind of like, you know, we're struggling with trying to figure out how to uh, get her to express how she's feeling um, you know yeah. the teachers have been saying like oh it's it's most likely because she's just not used to it she's coming in part time um, and I think I mentioned this earlier but like she's she's new She's not there the whole time, and a lot of these kids have been in this daycare since they were like six months old, so they're very used to it. Yeah. So it's going to take her uh, some time to, to adjust, which all makes sense, right. for sure. Right. Uh, but, you know, there's certainly a part where you just kind of like feel helpless, uh about it, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Um, does she, so she's always been, uh, reluctant to talk about her feelings, even at home, like, regardless of the school? Yeah, yeah, and I think maybe his parents were not good with opening up that discussion. Right, like uh, when she's frustrated, you know, like we get frustrated too, and you know, um, but you know, part of 
helping her go to school is because we know that a lot of these schools focus on yeah. being more open about feelings and stuff like that, right? So right. We're, we were hoping that we would learn right. from her yeah. because she is going to go through this uh, training, right. you know, quote-unquote training. Right. Um, so, I mean, we try and we try and ask... You know, we've I've I brought it up before. Like, hey, where you sat at work? Or I'm sorry, work. Where you sat at? Uh, where you sat at school? She's like, oh yeah, a little bit. It's like, oh, but but I'm okay now. It's like, okay, you know. Uh, you know, so we say like, you know, it's okay to be it's okay to be sad. Yeah. I told her today, like, you know, you. I know it's. Sometimes you don't want to say anything, but, you know, the teachers are very, very nice and they really want to help you. Um, and, you know, maybe over time you'll feel comfortable enough to tell them how you feel because, you know, they they care about you and they want you to feel happy and they want to help. Yeah. And, you know, at the same time, I get it if they need, if she needs space. That's, that's totally cool, too. Um, so, I don't know, I guess... For us, the the best thing to do is just to try and continue to reinforce that, right? Like, right. right. Um, and we also think that because she is the new kid, compared to her other school where she's done already a few sessions of that class, she's like the one of the older ones. Um, and she knows the teacher, she knows all the other kids, she knows what to do. She's like, you know, big girl on campus, yeah. like literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then now she's in this in this place where she doesn't know how to fit in yet. She hasn't found her voice. She doesn't feel comfortable. Like everyone else knows what the deal is, but she's still trying to learn it, right? Right. But you know, you know, Tessa and I discussed this yesterday too, or over the last few days, but um, she, I remember witnessing kind of the same thing when she started this preschool class because there were kids who had been through several yeah. sessions already and knew everything was going on. And it took her a little bit, you know, a few weeks to just really get comfortable. Yeah, get comfortable and um, find the confidence to speak up and be herself, you know? Right. Um, and the other thing too is like it's only two hours so if she gets sad okay two hours and I'm out and I'm, I'm, out, right. I'm at the playground like here she gets sad like before lunch and it's like oh crap I gotta oh, I gotta stay here like the yeah. rest of the day and um, I mean but you know yeah the facility is awesome yeah yeah so well, and she's gonna. I mean, it's a good opportunity for her to figure that out. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's because she's gonna have to figure it out somehow. Oh, some absolutely, point, right? absolutely, so. um, absolutely. I mean, if this if this if this doesn't happen here, it's gonna happen in kindergarten, or right. it's gonna happen, right. you know, later. Yeah. In fact, it might have already just kind of happened. All, in her existing class it's just that she's already comfortable there that 
it's, it's no thing. Right? right, right. So yeah, this was a, like a pretty stark, like dad moment where we're like, oh shoot, right? Like this is what growing up yeah. is gonna be. All those transition, any transitions are gonna be tough for the kids. Yeah. And it's gonna happen at kindergarten, it's gonna happen at first grade, it's gonna happen at fourth grade when the school, uh, when the class sizes get bigger. Yeah. And then, what, like, sixth grade. But yeah, if she, the more she learns how to experience that and you know, like you have been telling her it's okay to be sad and figure out how to, ways to discuss it now it's gonna it should help her in the future yeah and that they gotta be better about it too right like it's it's so easy to get when the kids get mad yeah. for us to get mad and frustrated yeah. and like so I know for myself I need to be better with it right because yeah. they're seeing exactly how I'm reacting to how they're acting and right. you know like it's not great but you know yeah it's too... but that, that, that's also part of like that's also part of parenting right like I don't know how to do this yeah really yeah there's a train I mean you know what they say there's a training manual for it yeah is that um is that how uh one second I'm gonna try and like try and like hold it up oh shit sorry technical difficulties here let me hold it up no it's okay I can hold it like right here yeah, we, I think we need to figure out a better um, mount. <laughs> figure out a better mount, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, oh shit. Alright, You're... so. Oh. I'm just gonna give you a warning, okay? Make sure you turn your lights on. And yeah, thank you. Driving, okay. Yes. All right. Have a good night. Thank Do you know you. how to get to where you're going from here? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go to Third Street. Okay, perfect. Thank you. All right. Have a good night. You Thank too. You. Thank you. Good. Good. So we just got pulled over by Highway Patrol because the lights were not on in the car. Yeah. But all's well that ends well. I just got off with a warning. warning. I think this, the whole thing was recorded. So like, <laughs> um, no, that was cool. That was a pretty, definitely nerve, nerve wracking. I haven't been pulled over in a long time, man. No. Um, long time. Yeah, that's my dad moment. Just, you know, like, weird it's not weird it's it's normal right this is this is all normal stuff and i'm just hoping it's not too concerning we're just going to continue to go she really enjoys she really enjoys it yeah um it's keeping her really engaged but it's funny because like 
we're really bad about uh we're really bad about screens mm-hmm. you know like it's uh, okay she's on youtube whatever right and then now that she's not um basically not on the screen for like the whole day yeah. as soon as she gets home she's like give me the phone <laughs> maybe it's not like that but anyway it's pretty funny what about you man any, Mine. Uh, there, you know, it's funny because I, I don't know what to choose because there's always there's so much, you know, like the rapid pace of their growth. Yeah. There's a, there's time to reflect on all this. Um, but let me think. The so recently I've been kind of stressed out at work, and not just amount of work because amount of work is doable for me it's uh-huh. more like when I'm having either existential questions about my role or my purpose or the the end result or the the purpose of the work right. you know, like I've, I've chosen to be part of a field that is like supposed to be impacting sure. people's lives Sure. so if I don't feel like I'm really connecting with that then that really puts a damper on the the energy or spirit that I have at work. Yeah, for and sure. Then I carry it home. Oh. And so I bring it up because I noticed that when during those stressful, those more stressful times, I would then be less present at home, and. I didn't like it because then that means I'm not as responsive or sure. having fun with Malcolm at home, let alone, you know, Hung also. But um, that time that we have with him at, after school and home, like for dinner and bedtime, um, that's all we have. The morning and that time is all we have during the day because yeah. he goes to sleep relatively early. And, uh, so I was conscious of it. And I'm like, you know what? F that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bring stress home. I'm. 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 I'm done. <laughs> like, if I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. Um, I mean, we're always gonna be stressed. It's a matter of how I'm gonna deal with it. Yeah. So it, it was something that I'm glad I was kind of thinking about because I don't want to not be completely present. Present. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And not having fun and not thinking or, you know, not really, like, um, spending the time with him. Um, and Hung, obviously, too. But that's kind of the, the short thing. There's other things, you know, like being a first-time dad, there's always new things. He's two years old. He's going through developmental different things. And a lot of it's so, a lot of fun and a lot of it's challenging, like you're going through, too. Yeah. But that's one thing, I think, and maybe a shout-out to other other parents out there that, you know, like, we were blessed that our commute's really short. And I couldn't imagine what it would be like if my commute was... If I had to go through rush hour traffic with the worst attitudes and worst behavior and worst, um, you know, road rage. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I, and, I could see, I could see, like... A couple of things happening, right? Where like you use that time to decompress. Yeah. I could also see it where you're just like you're amped. You're up. road. Yeah, you're yeah. like you're road raging. You're amped up uh, until you get home. Yeah. Um, 
but also like the shorter commute means you gotta that means you see your kid faster and yeah. you see your family faster so you're gonna be like okay cool this is yeah. this is what grounds me and this is what I need to be present for right now yeah. so you can just like wash it off so yeah yeah and right now he's you know 90, 90% cute and 10% having you know we have to be parents <laughs> and when it's when that percentage kind of changes then you also don't want to carry that yeah energy that he has no responsibility for yeah yeah um so it's just some self-reflection all right so i guess this will conclude our very first in-person podcast recorded from a car uh guest starring california highway patrol yeah this is a long one um, uh, daniel at in and out <laughs> yeah so uh now that i've been sitting in the car for what like two hours probably like i'm gonna be way more sore tomorrow after this lesson <laughs> yeah. first thing i'm gonna do is get some advil and then go take a shower anyway uh thanks for listening um, it's kind of good to be back. I do like this format, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's fun. All right, so um, again, this is Anton. This is John. Thanks for listening, Papa Culture. Check you guys out next time. Peace. <laughs>